and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, what do you think fucking little honey boo-boo is going to be when she gets older? <laughs> Swinging a shirt around, just saying, I'm coconuts, I'm coconuts, over and over again. Yeah, buddy, it's that kind of fucking show. What up, everybody? Welcome to the You Gonna Eat That Crust podcast coming at you. My name is Ryan Wilson. Also with me tonight, Seamus. How you doing, Seamus? What's up, everybody? Also, to my right or my left, depending on where you are geographically, Greg Hoey. What up, Greg? Yo, yo. I'm 40 years old, and my life is still trying to get up that great big hill. Oh. Yeah, buddy. It's that kind of fucking show. One hit motherfucking wonders. That's right, folks. Tonight we're gonna be talking about one hit wonders. What a what a wonderful thing they are. Uh, we're gonna span the decades. All right, we're gonna come at you with some some funky facts, and then we're gonna play a little game after that we like to call one crust blunder. All right, so uh, we're gonna start off uh, tonight's show with uh, going through the decades and the our, our our favorite one hit wonders from the decades. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off, and uh, I'm going to talk about a little song called Stuck in the Middle with You. Uh, released 1972, reached number six on the U.S. billboards, written by the Steeler Wheels. It was apparently a, a parody of a Bob Dylan song, and they were fucking super uh, surprised when it fucking became such a huge hit. You know, and anyone who's heard this song obviously can't hear it without thinking about fucking Where's Reservoir Dogs. Mom? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I don't care where I am, if I'm in a bar, if I'm in Walmart, if I'm in church, I'm going to do the fucking Mr. White dance every time I hear that song. That's how fresh that shit is to me. As long as not cutting any ears off. That I cannot promise. All right, so I'd like to kick it over to my homeboy, Greg. Now, Greg, what is your hit, one hit, that is a one hit from the wonderful time of 1970s? It's a song called All the Young Dudes. And you know I love all them young dudes. You always have. A hoople. And it's actually written by David Bowie. The band actually had rejected the uh, Suffragette City, which uh, Bowie recorded himself. But uh, yeah, that's a great song. I actually really like this song and kind of find myself jamming along to it again. That's great. That's great. How does it compare to Dance Magic Dance? Dance Magic Dance blows that fucking shit away. I wrote this song, Matt Hooper. Would you like it? Malt. Hey, Malt in the Hooper. I have this song called All the Young Dudes. That's very Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool. All right, so Seamus, why don't you come and have some flavor from the 70s? What do you got, baby? I'm going In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry, 1970. Lead singer and songwriter Ray Dorsett. Said that song took only 10 minutes to write, which did you did using a secondhand Fender Stratocaster while he was taking time off from his regular job working in lab for Timex. Shit. I watched this video. These guys are like, I'll sit in a studio. I mean, it's like I'm it's like I'm playing Red Dead, like a posse from Red Dead. They're all got hair out to hair, they got mutton chops and like sweet mustaches like Greg. And one dude's just playing a stand-up cello. One's just blowing into a milk jug. Good stuff. Good song. Yeah, it's a super catchy song. I fucking that was I actually almost picked that song myself. My next pick is uh one of my favorite seventy songs, "Dancing in the Moonlight." <laughs> Everybody was. <laughs> so it was written in nineteen sixty nine by Sherman Kelly. He was recovering from a vicious attack by a gang on a trip to Saint Croix in sixty nine. He says. I was the victim of a vicious St. Croix gang who eventually murdered eight American tourists. At that time, I suffered multiple facial fractures and wounds and was left for dead. Great game. While I was recovering, I wrote Dancing in the Moonlight, in which I envisioned an alternate reality, the dream of a peaceful and joyful celebration of life. So it took a near-death experience to uh, come up with Dancing in the Moonlight. The uh, the band that wrote the song actually broke up within six months of it fucking being written. So they hit fucking fame after they broke up. So that's pretty fucking dope. They're still probably living off it too, getting them fucking checks still. Or them deposits. They don't write checks anymore. Word. Word. 
oftentimes at work, I come up with alternate food-based titles for songs since I cook for a living. And Pizza by the Moonlight is a big hit where I work. <laughs> pizza by the Moonlight, everybody wants pizza. Pepperoni, baby. Pizza by the Moonlight sounds better than Dancing by the Moonlight. Fuck that. True. Gotta have pizza. They should probably kick me down some of that fucking Dancing royalty money. Dancing with the bagel bites. Air fryer, they were cooked right. All right. Moving to me. You know, I'm going with, uh, I believe in miracles. <laughs> you sexy, Greggy. Oh, yeah. Oh, me? Thank you. <laughs> That's by uh, Hot Chocolate, and of course, it's You Sexy Thing, 1975. I didn't know they were a British group. Did you guys know that? I did not know that, Greg. I didn't know a lot of these groups, these one-hit wonders were British. Uh, the singer was Errol Brown, and the bass player was Tony Wilson, and the song was produced by Mickey It's a Must. His last name was just Must, but those are pretty much all the facts I have on that Hot Chocolate. But that's a delicious song. And it's warm and tasty. It's great for the wintertime. You know what I mean? My pick of the decade, I'm going Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. 1979. Track was recorded in a single take, allegedly. <laughs> Rapper's Delight is number 251 on Rolling Stones magazine, list of 500 greatest songs of all time, and number two on VH1's 100 Greatest Hip Hop Songs. In 2014, the re- record was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. I just remember the song back like high school days being at a party and we put the shit on loop and listen to it and just dance. So all the girls are hanging out. We just all dancing and having a good time. Allegedly not drinking or we were drinking, but there was an escort. Yes. Service. We were all 21. Right. Of course. That song literally when uh, doing uh, the band, like every time like a rapper would come up and be like, hey, yo, can you play the Sugar Hill Gang song? Like they would like want to come up and rap and do it and be like, yo. Well, it's a good, uh, it's a feel good song. Gets everyone in the mood, gets everyone dancing. It's yep. got a good beat. Of course, there's some drama with the beat, I guess. They were kind of like almost sued or were sued. And there's another song that came out around the same time with like a totally same beat but how many rap songs have we heard using the same beat and we can't even play a sample on our podcast without getting sued come on now i think that song like hits just right and like it causes people to start dancing and i agree right it's just one of those it's one of those songs that you know when you're performing you you like rump shaker or something it's one of those songs that just gets everybody going now if you say you don't like this song you're automatically uh, being disrespectful to hip hop culture, so I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say I love that song. Are you are you being like PC right now? Why are you winking at us? Okay, I don't like the song. All right, it's fucking cheesy as shit, but I understand its roots and whatever the fuck. So yeah, man, it started, started you know, the Grinch. <laughs> fucking right, the Grinch of dance miss. <laughs> right. Uh, Anyways, that's your prerogative. Great song. <laughs> Ryan can do what he wants to do. <laughs> All right, so that brings us into the fucking beautiful 1980s. Uh, the age of spandex, VHS tapes, and my personal favorite instrument, the guitar. Ah, uh, doesn't get much better than the guitar. It was a guitar solo. That's fucking a. Guitar well, solo. The only thing better than that is a thigh guitar. <laughs> a <thigh> guitar? <laughs> yeah. When a douchebag like myself hops around playing his leg. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive. You can play your leg. True. I can't lift oh, my leg that hopping high. Hopping on one leg. <laughs> I feel like I would pull something or something or my knee would like buckle. True. If I ever tried to air a guitar with one leg, I'd, I'd never walk again, I assume. I'm pretty sure I might fucking injure my elbow air guitaring, so I got to be careful with that shit. All right, so my first pick for the fucking 80s was a fucking dope-ass song called Melt With You. It was written by Modern English. Uh, it reached number 76 on the billboards. Uh, you know, and when you hear it, it sounds like a fucking upbeat love song, you know? But in all actuality, it's about a fucking... <laughs> it's about uh, fucking a beautiful couple that's in love and they literally want to hold each other through a fucking nuclear invasion. So the melt with you is quite literal. They melt into one person. 
Oh, I, th- I thought it was a uh, pretty fucking dope. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, I enjoyed learning about the song and the band. Normally, a punk band. Uh, before they, you know, release this song, and when they went to the studio to get some help, the uh, the producer was like, "Instead of yelling into the microphone, why don't you just try speaking into the microphone?" So that's kind of where the lyrics and the idea for the song came from. Is him kind of switching the switching shit up a little bit and uh, created their only fucking number one fucking hit song. So you go modern English, you go. That's cool. I did not know that about that uh, for the lyrics, but that was a cool pop song. I dug. Yeah, Uh, not really. It's like, what is that from uh, the breakfast club soundtrack? I don't recall that being on the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Oh, soundtrack. I, don't care what any, I don't care what anyone says. It's a fucking dope song, Seamus. <laughs> I'll eat the crust and melt with you. I give this song six crust, maybe even more. I get the pizza and I never let it cool. It melts the top of my mouth. <laughs> All right, so Greg, what's your, uh, what's your number one pick for the 80s, baby? All right, um, this song, man. I got back in touch with this song. It's uh, 1982. It's uh, written by this guy, Taco, who looks like Booger from the Nerds. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. Oh, Taco. You like it. You can do a lot of cool improv when you're putting on the Ritz. It's, See, I couldn't uh, tell if you were glitching or doing the robot there. I was kind of like, that's my dance. When I dance on stage, I'm like, I kind of do the robot just like this. But like, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fool. But the song is written by Irving Berlin, kind of hard to say. And uh, yeah, other than that, I know that uh, Booger currently resides in Germany, and he's still alive, putting on the Germany. Germany. Actually, the singer's name is Taco. Yeah, that's what I said, Taco. I said his name. The greatest song, one of my favorites. Well, we get that he has like a birth name, but he's just fucking Taco from this day on, Greg. Yeah, yeah. His name's actually like Thomas Allen. Cooper, Odell. Oh shit, so. that's tight. Actually, uh, Black Alicious did a pretty fucking dope uh, remix of that song as well. Nah, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard. It. I love Black Alicious too. Same Z's. Hell yeah, third Z's. That's what the kids are saying. We are. It is now. Yeah, oh, you're getting third Z's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We already established I'm getting first seeds. I never agreed to that pact. Oh, okay. Well, it's like, uh, what's that movie? Um, the Human Centipede. I'm totally going first. You guys are <laughs> jumping uh, on my shit. Yeah, but it's like a Chinese first. It's right to left. Don't. I'll eat bagel bites and chicken nuggets and some Talentini's ice cream and some regurgitated bagel bites, Greg. That's Coming out the other end, baby. Like Jeff Goldblum? Blum. I just watched Jurassic Park today. Fuck yeah, dude. They're doing it again. You're doing it, Peter. Why not? If you keep just making the same movies and making bank. (laughs) That's what Disney does. All right. So, Seamus, what's your uh, pick for the 80s? All right. I'm going uh, Take On Me by Uh Aha. 1984, one of my favorite songs to perform during karaoke. Not that I'm a good singer, but I'm a good entertainer. This Norwegian synth pop band released this hit in 1984. The video features the band in a live action pencil sketch sequence. The video won six awards and was nominated for two others at the 1986 MTV Video Music Awards. That video definitely resonates with me. Like I'll never forget watching that video when I was a kid. Of course, just the artistic like te- you know avenue they went down with that it was nothing like you'd ever seen before until they then they try to replicate it in like after songs and you only had one hit you can't just do the same thing again it looks stupid word all right so my uh my second pick for the 80s is fucking i ran so far away by flock of seagulls uh reached number nine on the fucking billboard charts and uh you know, Flock of Seagulls, they were hairdressers before they were musicians. So when they became musicians, they incorporated all that fucking hairstyling shit into their fucking music. And uh, 
You know, nobody ever forgets the flock of seagulls hair. <laughs> they got great they, fucking they, hair. They could have fooled me in being professional hairstylists. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a pigeon poop and threw it in their hair. <laughs> All right, but you can't doubt, you know, their hair is fucking iconic. It's even referenced in fucking Pulp Fiction when uh, Jewel was like, hey, flock of seagulls. And uh, it's fucking, it was in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So, I mean, I always think of, of fucking, when I hear it when I'm driving, I just want to fucking go over a jump in slow motion, but. I want to get away. <laughs> you see it like the commercial for the trailer, too. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just an iconic song. No, you know what? 98% of the population wouldn't know Flock of Seagulls, but 98% of the population knows and I ran I ran so far away just to get away oh is it just to get away See, I don't, even I don't know. know it's a dope song I, I like the song anyway it's nostalgic oh, it's, I guess if anything iconic 80s one hit wonder for sure word alright Greg spit it oh shit uh, 1986 a little song called hi I just died in your arms tonight by the cutting crew. I mean, does this song fucking cut me? Um, when I was younger, I used to always think, uh, we used to always sing like, I just died in your arms tonight. It must have been something you ate. It could have been the beans. Like, you know, we were obviously insinuating some farts. It was like a fart joke song. Has the fart ever killed anybody? Has it? Come close. I almost got you kicked out of your house. <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast for another night. But uh, oh, you, you want me to stop? I thought that was a perfect segue. Forget it. Oh, no. Or we can. Do you want to go back into that? I was going to bring it up, but I guess you just kiboshed that. Oh, well, I thought uh, I thought we were going to like uh, do a segment. I told you that I wanted like a perfect opening to, do, to bring it up. You just gave me a perfect opening. And I blew it. All right, forget it. Stupid story. I'm so sorry, Seamus. All right. <laughs> he hates me. I'm sorry, Seamus. I apologize. No, I don't hate you. It's just... I'm, I'm fucking sorry. I thought we were going to have the story told. I don't know why. <laughs> you foul beast. Because it's funny and it, 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 can, it deserves. I'm okay with, with talking about the past All right. and, and using myself. Well, Six podcasts from now, you can bring it up with this. <laughs> well, guess what? Next time, I'm going to set you up. I'm lobbing up to you. Right. Get out the park, and we'll go from right. there. Nothing like spontaneity. I blew it. It's my fault. If you would have uh, <coughs> brought back on me, you know, I could have uh, shut up, and uh, you could have kept going. So it's actually your fault. You blew it. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> come on my face on that one. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, frontman Nick Van Eddy wrote the song about having sex with his girlfriend, and uh, it's an English pop song. Again, another English band that I didn't know was English, so they're just kind of sneaking in there, English. You know, I got to say, at this point, I don't even remember what the song was, Greg. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know but it reminds me of Stranger Things, which may, which I, I like that <laughs> show because it makes me nostalgic. I agree. Very nostalgic show. I mean, I, you know, I, you see a bunch of the shit that you had when you were kids in that fucking show. So it's even like, oh, shit, I had that shit. Yeah, like wood paneled walls. For reals. Wood paneled <laughs> cars. All right. So, Seamus, what's your uh, what's your fucking last pick for the 80s? All right, my number one pick for the 80s is Midnight Oil with Beds Are Burning, 1987. Nice. After Midnight Oil toured the Outback in 1986, playing to remote Aboriginal communities and seeing firsthand the seriousness of the issues in health and living standards, the band wrote Beds Are Burning to criticize how said populations were forcibly removed from their lands. You know, I didn't know all that when I just loved the song, but it makes it more poignant. I mean, brings it it to nowadays where I feel like I'm being forcibly removed from my money with taxes, but it's another story. You know, I played some pretty fucked up gigs in my life, but I've definitely never played for the Aborigines. I wonder if they're a tough crowd. Well, I actually was thinking that should be our first uh, stop when we start doing live podcasts. I agree. We're going to get a huge following there. 
Huge in the Aborigines. Well, we bring food and we're the most popular guys around, I guess. All right, here we are in roaring 90s. Can I just tell you like how much I hate this fucking kids who were born in the fucking 90s when they say shit like it's it's a 90s kid thing or 90s kids understand. It's like if you were fucking three or four in the 90s, you're not a fucking 90s kid. All right. You didn't grow up with fucking all the Nirvana shit and the fucking wearing a flannel shirt on and then a flannel shirt around your waist. You weren't doing that shit. You were still shitting your pants. Stop calling yourself 90s kids if you were born in the 90s. Scrubs. I agree. All right. That wasn't too much, was it? No. I just felt very passionate about that, and I had to get it off my chest. It's not good to hold on to anger, boys. Got to let that shit go, as Buddha once said. All right. So I'll be surprised if Greg doesn't have this. Uh, my pick for the fucking 90s is Jump Around by House of Pain. Oh, I don't. Did you just go two in a row? No. You just talk shit about the 90s. Oh. <laughs> well, I got lost there. Sorry. It's fine. Jump Around. <laughs> it's a good one. Jump Around released in 1992. Uh, it reached number three on the charts in October. Uh, it was written by the fucking... Singer Everlast with fucking DJ Lethal on the fucking turntables of a uh, who later went on to find fame with Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Obviously, it's an iconic song. I mean, if you're in a band, you've probably covered it at some point in your life. Never, not once. Lies. Another big energy song, one that gets the crowd Nothing. moving. Yeah, for real. Everybody's jumping. You don't need to know the lyrics. You don't need to know the band. You don't need to know anything. Just fucking have fun. Immediately makes you bond with whoever's in the room with you. Or a mosh pit. I don't know. Or a mosh pit. Uh, The song was featured in a fucking shitload of films. I was in fucking Mrs. Doubtfire. Great movie. Fucking Turbo with the snails. Jack Reacher with Scientologist Tom Cruise. Uh, Heartbeats. Don't know what that is. The Rookie. Don't know what that is. Black Hawk Down, all right? Happy Gilmore and The Kiss of Death. So it's, see, it's, it's been around the block, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, out of everybody, you know, in the group, Everlast is still definitely kicking around. He, uh, he put out that fucking song that I don't like. rock. <laughs> Didn't care for that song. And he was in a fucking, also a crazy gangster rap group called La Coca Nostra. What song didn't you like? From you him? don't like What It's Like? No, I don't like What It's All Like. Right. Is it- well, I'm going to go next. Because What It's Like <laughs> is my pick from the 90s. Because Great fucking song. Everlast is what House of Pain wishes they were. <laughs> and Whitey Ford is the singer, not Everlast. Even though his real name is Eric Francis Schrode. Oh, shit. But... This boy had two one-hit wonders in the 90s from two different bands. So please, you, you can have your House of Pain. I'll take Everlast. Everlast is a way better band. Yeah, I would actually argue that they're not one-hit wonders because, well, I mean, I guess House of Pain's kind of a one-hit wonder, but Everlast has had a couple. What, what's on the radio besides what it's like? When do you ever he, hear another He Everlast? had the other album. He did a um, uh, song... Um, Fuck, it's uh, the cover, the Johnny Cash cover. Uh, that's somebody else's hit. That's not a... It's, that still counts, though. Not if you already had... Whatever, no, doesn't. <laughs> yes, that's, 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 that's true, I guess, but... Uh, Everlast. Ah, and you don't like that song? I don't have I, to like that song. You don't have to. Dude, I think that's one of the best... Uh, I think it's deep. I, I love that. Amazing song. It's a great written song. I, I love it. Yes. It's super catchy. It's it's up there for me for one of the best. Oh, it's great. Songs. Well, you see, that's where we all defer, boys. You know, we have a we 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 can all have different opinions. That's okay. That's why when someone says something to me like, "Hey, you look like you be a Lincoln Park fan," I'm like, "Fuck you!" And you guys are like, "Oh, thanks." Hey, and I may or may not look a Lincoln Park fan, and I am a Lincoln Park fan. That's great. That's great. I'm not here to judge. Just, just love. I'm just here to love, guys. Greg, what's your uh, what's your pick for the '90s? Well, I actually kind of I dropped the ball in the '90s, and I just like my fucking favorite, and I blew it. One of them that pick is awesome, but this one right here, after listening to it like for a couple weeks, I'm like, fuck, I kind of wish I picked a different song. 
It's uh, There She Goes by the L.A.'s. You know that song? There she goes. There she goes. Yeah, it's a, another Brit pop fucking band. Jesus, these Brits. These Brits are everywhere they are, isn't it? It was actually recorded in 1988. Um, but they released it. it uh, they re-released the song. And it had reached uh, number 13 on the billboards after it was reissued. But uh, yeah, 1990, there she goes. The L.A.'s is my first 1990 pick. All right, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, it's definitely better than my pick because <laughs> I don't fucking even like this song, but I couldn't go through the 90s without talking about oh. by the Crash Test Dummies. Once there was this girl. Uh, so, you know. The girls in the room they found Marks all over her body. All right, so that's uh, the theme of the song. It's about three kids with three different things that they're ridiculed for. And the singer with that sultry, deep, deep voice has a birthmark on the on the on his lower back that he was teased for as a child. So that's well, kind of part of the inspirado for that song. What was he always like? Skins and basketball and gym. <laughs> He's a cool baby, isn't that? I thought uh, it was Danzig, by the way, that sang that. It's not fucking Danzig. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so the, the second verse is about a kid whose hair turned from brown into white. And uh, that's about something his grandfather experienced in Vietnam a patch of his hair. What? Yeah, I thought he got in an accident. That's I just thought it was an albino powder. The kids were calling him powder and shit. No, no, it's about, it's about a kid whose hair, uh, it's about being so scared that your hair turns white. His grandfather was in Vietnam, and uh, he was in a a trench, or maybe they call it a glory hole over there. And uh, he was there all night, and uh, the next morning, a patch of his hair had turned bright white. I just thought his, all the hair on his body was white. Nah. Once I thought brother Ali uh, and the third verse is about a kid who uh, attends a fucking Pentecostal church. And uh, a Pentecostal church is uh, when you're so moved by the spirit, you start speaking in tongues. And that was this kid's experience, what he was made fun of for. Because, uh, you know, Jesus had got a new body. And he had the power of the Lord. He had the power in his eyes. He had the power of his eyes. He had the power of his eyes. So that's uh, that's where we're at with that song. What a fucking shit song. Any hoozle, Greg? Uh, what's your what, what's your second nineties fucking jam? Um, so this song I've actually been bumping a lot, and I'm not embarrassed to say it. I don't give a fuck. It's Ambrulia, <laughs> fucking 1997, torn. You know. I, you know? <laughs> I actually saw this when I was doing my research, and I was actually surprised that she was a one-hit wonder. Well, she's got shit. She didn't she, like. That's not even her song. So right, that's, you know, that's even worse. She had a great voice, beautiful face. Song yeah. is catchy, but it wasn't her song. But I'm surprised she wasn't a star. Yeah, she was nominated for a Grammy for best P- uh, female pop uh, vocal performance, but lost to Tony Braxton. Yeah, this chick, uh, Liz Sorensen, was the girl who originally did it, and it was called Brighton, which stands for Burned. I think it's like Dutch. Um, but uh, we checked that song out at work. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's on Spotify. Liz Sorensen's the original singer of Torn, or Liz Sorensen. I'm sure I'm saying her ni- uh, name wrong. But yeah, I still dig that song. It's a, it's a catchy little pop song, but I love it. I agree. It is. All right, Seamus, and uh, wrapping it up... Uh... Your last hit for the 90s. Well, I'm going with Four Non Blondes, What's Up? 1993. I'd always thought this was an all-female band, but after re-watching the, this video during this assignment, I took note of the fact that one of the long-haired brunettes in this quartet was, in fact, a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all-female band. Well, I guess originally the band was all females, but just before the release of the album... Hall and Day, the original guitarist and drummer, were replaced 
It's a good song. I love it. It's catchy. And maybe I, didn't, I don't think I even liked it at first, but it's just a lot of songs, you know, grow on you. And like the lead singer reminds me of like a female slash. She's she got that top hat, curly hair in the video. Mm-hmm. But apparently this is a second hit for me, al- the album. Yeah, nobody knows the first, including myself. It's definitely one of those songs I appreciated as I got older, but during the time I was like, yeah. Yeah. When it came out, I thought it was stupid as shit. Of course, of course. These were different times. We're all old and shit now. So all right, now we're going into the uh the two thousands. And I gotta say, boys, I I really struggled with this shit. I don't know if like I just stopped giving a shit about new bands after I uh after the nineties were over, whatever the fuck happened, or if I was just too stubborn to enjoy anything else, but I had a fucking tough time with this shit. I agree. Like the nineties were easy. The eighties easiest. I mean, nineties had so many great, a lot of one hit wonders actually had a huge list of nineties and eighties, two thousands. Meh. And actually yeah. 2010s are even worse, but let's just go. Let's stick it with the two thousands right now. I, I totally disagree. <laughs> I fucking love it. I think it's great, but being in a cover band it totally ruined me. Like it made me like like a lot of songs that I shouldn't be liking and bands I shouldn't be liking. But if hey, you know what? If it's nice to my ears, I'm gonna like it. You know, it's like if it's nice to my belly, like if it's like a mocha chocolate or whatever, or a, you know, frappuccino. I don't care if someone's gonna make fun of me for drinking that. I'm getting. I don't it. know if that's good for your belly, to be honest. It's not actually. I wouldn't do that anymore. Probably a lot of sugar in that frappa mocha. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be that's like five years. I'm talking like five years ago. Right now, I would say like, yeah, I'll have like a coffee with like one sugar. What? Word. That's too much sugar for me in my coffee. I just drink that shit black. Not saying. All right. So my first fucking pick for two thousands. <laughs> Again, I I I don't like either one of the songs that I picked, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Get it? Oh, it's fucking. I love college by Asher Roth. Oh, <laughs> how song that is! It's fucking terrible. It was released January thirteenth, two thousand nine. It's related to the uh, times he spent at Westchester. Uh, if you listen to it, it sounds like a fucking frat boy's wet dream. The entire song, but I think to save face, he said. No, it's not about that. It's about how when schools are having um, funding issues, the first thing you do is cut music and art programs. So, uh, you know, I got to say, I don't hate all of Asher Roth's other stuff. He has some pretty dope shit, actually. But that song is fucking garbage. and He knows it. He knows it. Uh, (laughs) Cool thing about that song was it originally sampled Weezer's Say It Ain't So, However, Asher Roth had to rework the track when uh, Rivers Como refused to clear it, even after being offered 100% of the publishing. Jesus. What's the name of the song? Uh, I Love College. Yeah, you've, you've heard it before. You just don't remember it. Well, I did a lot. Of, I heard a lot of one-hit wonders, but even still, even today, I was listening and like more came up that I had. Yeah, I've been thinking. I just they keep on popping up. I just I'm like, oh shit, oh that that that. That's what I'm saying. Like we we could be here for days and days just talking about this stuff, and it's amazing. This is a great. See, without the music, I'm just looking at the lyrics. Without the music, this is gibberish. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, it's pretty fucking. I I don't know how I feel about you know River Como's not clearing the sample. Weezer's still like one of my all time favorite fucking bands. but I, I don't know. Until that, until that cover album came out. I enjoyed the cover album. Yeah, like two songs. No, I like the whole thing. The cover, oh, the cover albums, yeah, it's awesome. Easily, easily amused. I feel like you're calling me a simpleton right now. I love that Weezer cover album. I actually oh, just terrible. discovered it. Like, probably if you're gonna do, if you're gonna cover a song, at least do it well or even better. But if you're just gonna do it like mediocre, that kind of just. Is just trying to look for a picture. Mm-hmm. What I dig is that Stand By Me cover. That shit's fucking fire. That's a great song. Yeah, it's it an is. Amazing song. I like Weezer's cover of it. It's fucking cool. They did like that and Toto good, and that's it. Like the rest of them. <laughs> uh, I remember reading Rivers Como, uh, Rivers Como saying uh, in a tweet, I guess, that uh, it's hard to believe I'm in my 40s and I have no friends. And Gene Ween from Ween chimed in, 
Well, you did write Welcome to Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> you nerded yourself, bro. Uh, burn. Pushing them daisies, son. All right, so uh, Greg, what's your fucking, clearly your favorite decade of music? Uh, what's your number one pick? It's not my favorite decade of music, and I picked a couple of just ridiculous songs. But uh, this song I picked, I totally forgot about it. It's a cheesy song, but I fucking love it. It's the fucking Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that. Get to the Iron Maiden, maybe. <laughs> like, it's such a fucking cheesy pop song, but it's so fucking catchy, dude. I fuck, I love it. It was uh, featured in the um, uh, Jason Biggs movie, not American Pie. He wasn't fucking any pies. The loser one, where he's a loser. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember the loser in American Pie. Wasn't that the whole point of it? <laughs> Isn't he a loser in every movie he's done? This one, he's an American loser, and it's just called Loser. And uh, yeah, I feel like this song was in comes from the seventies. <laughs> the weirdest <laughs> teenage. It sounds like yeah, it. I, thought it was, I thought it was so much older. It does sound a little. I didn't think it was in the two thousands. I thought it was like a nineties song. Actually, yeah. it sounds like it belongs in the nineties or the eighties. Pete Brown and Brendan Brown brothers formed the band. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, like I said, featured in Loser. That's all I got on it. But I actually really liked it. And that was in my, that and Torn actually got a lot of play. And I'm not, you know, afraid to admit it or uh, ashamed to admit it, I should say. All right. Well, uh, old shame dog. What you got? Uh, I guess I'm going with Smooth Criminal. Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> On some level, it sucks that you have to become famous from someone else's song. However, that being said, they fucking pulled out the hell of a version of it. Yeah. But They're actually a really good band. Only the King of Pop could have wrote this song, though. So I got to give homage to the King of Pop. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. I would say, I would say only the King of Pop should have performed it overall. All right. Perform, yes, he he performed it way better. <laughs> they put a different twist on it and made it for new new age kids that wouldn't listen, won't ever give MJ the time of day. Yeah, well, he's he touched kids. They probably should fuck him. <laughs> All right, yeah, I can separate. He's a good dude. I, I can separate the music, obviously, but I mean, I'm not from the philosophy that let's stop watching a movie or reading a book because that person was a deplorable person. It doesn't matter if it's still fucking iconic in history. You know, I'm not going to veto something just because I don't know anything about them. I'm, I'm experiencing what they're writing or what they're, you know, I don't get it. I agree with that for most things, but with like when you're touching or diddling kids, that's kind of fucked up. Allegedly. Allegedly, pretty fucking allegedly. Like, I don't whatever know. you're gonna let's just ban all this music from everything. No, else. I mean, dude, the dude that's the route we're going these days. He is the king of pop, he's the fucking best, he's the fucking best artist, and he's fucking amazing. The dude's got serious fucking pipes, and and he obviously had a rough childhood because he got fucking he was famous when he was like a younger, and he got like, oh, what do you think fucking little honey boo boo is gonna be when she gets older? <laughs> oh, dude, she's a lot lizard or. I, don't I would know. I would say Honey Boo Boo and Michael Jackson are on the exact same level. She is such a talent. She's basically gonna be hanging fucking babies over balconies. I think that did happen. Yeah, it did happen. But uh, yeah, uh, so I guess we're back to me. All right. Honestly, I'm gonna say that I didn't even fucking listen to this song. All right. <laughs> I only fucking picked this song because I know that I've seen him live before. And it's Collide by Howie Day. Oh, fuck Howie Day. <laughs> you were there, Greg. Yeah, I know. The motherfucker was toting around black and white glossy photos and shit the whole time. Look at that uh, littlest fucking pretty boy. Looks like a twink. I, I, pretty much. I, dude, I spent, it was very entertaining 40 minutes just making fun of the dude. And then when I saw that he was actually famous or whatever the fuck, like I, I lost my shit. It's like, how? How did this happen? What was but, uh, there? Why were we at Howie Day? There was an. I think they op- He opened for Percy Hill, or he opened for somebody. That's yeah, why I, we were. Yeah. Okay. He was an opening act. I didn't know if we. I didn't know if we were playing with the how if we, if we were. Solid A was opening for Howie Day or some stupid shit like that. that nah, was- nah. We were in the audience next to each other. 
Uh, the dude ended up getting in like some crazy trouble though. Fucking uh, in 2004, he was arrested and charged over an incident in which he was accused of locking a fan in the toilet of his tour bus and destroying the cellular phone of another. Uh, and then in December 2005, he was arrested in Boston after reportedly verbally abusing the flight crew while under the influence of alcohol and sleeping pills. Uh, allegedly, uh, this was all due to Collide being a one-hit wonder. Like he he struggled with it. He I thought he was. was he thought he was so much more than a one-hit wonder. Such mega talent, and it it was featured in all kinds of fucking bullshit TV shows and movies or whatever the fuck. So fuck you, Howie Day. All right, Greg, uh, we're we're rolling back to you. Uh, what's your pick for two thousands? Well, so I picked a song that I kind of deemed not a one-hit wonder. And I had to change it last second because I kind of like think actually, well, he is kind of a one hit wonder. So I'm going to say that song because fuck the other song. I'm going to say 2006 uh, Crazy by uh, Nile Barkley. Good uh, song, man. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. I was just saying he said fuck you, but that's his solo song. Right, right, right. Crazy was on my list. I then I highlighted it. So, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah! Like, I, I, it's, it's one of those songs that I can still listen to like a ton and like just not skip it because it's just so good. That's uh, Danger C-Lo Mouse produced that. Danger Mouse and CeeLo, yeah. Has, yeah, Danger uh, Mouse is a bad motherfucker, man. He does shit with MF Doom and shit. Like, yeah, you know, puts out some good shit. Yeah, yeah, I like the Broken Bell shit he does as well too. I like some Danger from, Mouse. Um, could hit the fucking notes for sure, though. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Fucking little Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> little arms. Yeah, he's great. Kills it. He's kind of sold out now, and he's. I mean, obviously, he's just riding like that. He's on like the masked singer or something. I don't think he is anymore. I think he got in some shit for something. Uh, I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's on the decline now. He's part of the uh, notorious Hollywood fucking crew that's going around these days. He's trying to climb out of that hole with them little arms. <laughs> He's gonna be climbing for a while. Poor guy. I love him though. He's crazy. Hopefully he gets it back. Word. All right. Old shamey bastard. What's your last pick for two thousands? Uh, I don't really have another pick. I just rather skip this one. But I guess if I have to, I'm gonna go uh, two thousand five. Girl, shake that laffy taffy. That laffy taffy. That laffy taffy. That laffy taffy. <laughs> I mean, it brings me back to the, the modern age, and that's about how many lyrics are in a rap, rap song these days. But Laffy Taffy's delicious. Hell yeah, it's great for your teeth, too. Not the banana kind. Fuck the banana yeah, kind. Banana sucks and everything. Runs, the banana's always the worst. I do like bananas in general, but not <laughs> so, banana-flavored anything. So I recently brought this up with a young kid I work with, and he he saw me opening my banana, and he's like, what the fuck, bro? Why is your banana upside down? And I was like, uh, this is how monkeys open a banana because they eat way more bananas than you ever have in your life. And they know that it's way simpler to open it from the bottom. It's true. Uh, it's, yeah. Just squeeze it and pull. You ever you ever try to open it from the top? The shit breaks and splits in half sometimes. I will say I'm quite familiar with squeeze and pull, Seamus. Oh. That's right. He was blown away, and I'm glad I taught him one and more And you know what? If a monkey... If a monkey eats a banana like that and then can pick 300 coconuts a day. I was just going to say that. 400. To, who's, to, who's to say the monkey is wrong? Not us. Not us. Um, How much coconut water are we getting? I'm going to I'm gonna trust the monkey over our politicians, to be honest. <laughs> Same. Yeah, they're picking coconuts. They know that's the, co- the good stuff, the coconut water. Please. <laughs> I'm going to try and bring that in here. What, don't uh, don't bring your evil here, coconut what, water. One time I was at a festival and I saw a guy like just rip his shirt off. He's like, I'm on coke. I'm fucking coconuts. And he started climbing trees and shit and swinging his shirt around just saying, I'm coconuts. I'm coconuts over and over again. Oh, shit. Well, let me lead it off with the little X's and O's. Yeah, son. X's and O's. It still, it still hasn't grown on me. I fucking, I actually like it. It's by uh, L. King, who's actually Rob Schneider's daughter of uh, Happy Gilmore fame, or actually is even in Happy Gilmore. 
of happy Madison fame, I should say. Google her right now. Uh, Rob Schneider's daughter. Yeah, she was Grammy nominated for best uh, rock song and best rock performance. And her uh, daddy is the fucking Deuce Bigelow male gigolo, you know, getting it done, son. She rocks it, dude. She has some some uh, other good songs, but uh, she's cooler than her dad. Probably more talented than her dad. Oh please! Just kidding. I, I she's love. She's got one hit wonder. I love Rob Schneider. Yeah, I know, right? All right, Seamus, what's your uh, what's your pick for the two thousand tens? All right, I'm going with uh, somebody that I used to know, Gautier. It's a weird, bizarre song. The video is even more weird, but I don't know. It was just. I don't know, it caught on me. I guess I like it. Yeah, I like that song. Good tune. The video's Because the 2010s is when mainstream music really started to suck, in my opinion. And Slim Pickens, I guess. But I like that song. Yep, yeah, I like uh, the female vocal on that. I forgot what her name was, who guessed vocals on Oh, that. she had an amazing voice. Yeah, yeah, yep. Heavy, heavy concept in the song. It was, it was cool. I dug it. And the video, they're painting their bodies and stuff. The video was weird, but it's a good song. Word. Yeah, well. Well, my uh, my pick for the 2010s, uh, number one, is uh, it's a band I actually dig. It's uh, Portugal the Man. Oh, you Fe- fucking asshole. Feel it still? Feel it still. That's my song. You stole my song. <laughs> you just sniped it out of the fucking internet. <laughs> That's a great song, though. I'll, we'll, we'll do it together. Uh. Uh, yeah, we're, well, we're doing it together now. So uh, I don't remember hearing this song until I was watching some fucking Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's minus Dick Clark featuring whoever the fuck now does it. And I saw him perform, and their performance was fucking stellar as shit. Yeah, so, uh, those guys are awesome, man. Portugal the Man is an awesome band. Yeah, they got some good albums out there. They got some good material. It's an upbeat song. I like it. Yeah, Bela Still is an awesome song. That's a, that's a very, yeah, very catchy yeah, song. I'm all about that. Yes, I haven't on lately. It makes me want to dance without regard for anyone's personal safety. Like dance, I keep on magic it. dance, magic. <laughs> Put that baby spit on me. Um, I keep on hearing it, and like I still feel it. Still, <laughs> you know, nice. It's so good. It's a good song, isn't it? It is, Seamus. Uh, what is your fucking? All right, I think my favorite one-hit wonder from the 2010s and beyond, Safe and Sound, Capital Cities, 2013. I'm not familiar with this song, Seamus. Maybe you could sing an, ep- an excerpt for me. Oh, shit, I think I know what you're talking about. Is that the, like, I think uh, you're the one that told me about them. Is that with, like, Dave Grohl and, like, fucking... Uh... I could lift you up. I could show you what you want to see in Take you where you want to be. You could be my luck. Even if the sky is falling down, I know that you'll be safe and sound. Safe and sound. I can feel your cup. Uh, yeah. It's hard without the music, but man, I'm a terrible singer. Regardless, it's a great song. Listen to it after. Uh, Safe and Sound was the name of a fucking club I used to play at in high school. I remember that place. You and McKinney used to frequent there a lot. Yeah, it was a pretty fucking... It was a dope place to fucking be in high school, man. Yeah, I guess if you like a dry venue. Okay, well, we were in high school, so it didn't really fucking matter, but that place was fucking packed all the time. to me. It's a good place for high school kids to go drink. (laughs) Tell tell your parents. (laughs) It was a very, it was a cool place for like local bands to kind of get their uh, their shit going, and it was a lot of straight edge people, you know. That there was, uh, and it was not easy being like one of the few non straight edge bands and fucking during that scene at time, bands like fucking crying about fucking band members smoking pot and shit, like that was a bit much for me, and and they all had names like Angel Fire, Fire Wing Breather, Volcano Fire fucking earth crisis shattered volcano fire was pretty fire though i like those guys <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were fantastic that first album they don't step over. on the floor when they're playing yeah <laughs> floor is lava look at the couch cushions <laughs> yeah but those are fireproof you could just lava proof you could just throw them down and step on them right obviously 
All right. Uh, so in my limited research of the 2010s, uh, I picked a decent song that, that I enjoy. I listen to it in my automobile once in a while. It's uh, of Monsters and Men, Little Talk. Don't listen to a word I say. Hey! Uh, I enjoy it. It's a decent song. It makes me feel like, I don't know, like I'm walking on the beach. With little, little crabs biting my toes and shit. Hey, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I enjoy it. I mean, you know, I'm doing my best to enjoy some modern music, but I am just a fucking grouchy old man stuck in his ways, and it's not easy for me, boys. Hey, Ryan, good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Greg. It's a big day for me. Um, you know. I'm so. I'm basically. I is some days I just sit there and realize that I fucking turned into a hipster douchebag. I'm the guy that I used to fucking hate in high school. Like I'll be driving down the road and I'll see a kid with like fucking mohawk and like pants and fucking chains on it and shit. Like look at that fucking kid. It took him fucking forty five minutes to get ready to fucking get out of the house and be a punk rocker. It's like there's nothing punk rock about that. And while I'm saying this out loud in my head, I'm saying. Oh my God! I've become who I hated. You're rocking the Jankos. Were you rocking the Jankos? Oh, of course I was rocking the Jankos. Oh yeah. Somebody that I used to hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not an easy realization to come to, guys. That's all I'm saying. You're yeah. You're you're a hip dresser in high school. Right. Wow, that's a compliment. I'm giving you a compliment. I thought you were a cool dresser. I wasn't. I was like, uh, like, hi, hey, I wear flannels and pants. I was a weird, weird dresser in high school. I used to wear like polyester outfits and shit. Polyester's great, man. Salvation Army and Goodwill. That's where I got 90% of my gear. Right? No, polyester is like cotton is cool only when it's mixed with polyester. Really, those are the most comfortable <laughs> shirts. So you, you're a blend man. I am. Uh, you know, the best shirt I ever got in my life came from the Salvation Army, actually, uh, in the 90s. It said, uh, Jesus was my co-pilot, but I crashed into a mountain and had to eat him. <laughs> That's awesome. Mine, too, from uh, Salvation Army or Goodwill. I, don't, I think it was Salvation Army because only Goodwill was even around back then. I got Sergeant Slaughter, and I think it was a 50% polyester cotton blend. Shit, son. Till some chick, till some chick stole it from me. So comfortable and, and it looked great on me. Well, I guess we know that the chick was not a real American hero. Uh, Sergeant uh, Slaughter never in the Marines, as it turned out. More of a real American zero. Oh, but he had yeah. that mustache. Not him. The girl who stole your shirt. Sergeant Slaughter's the fucking man. Yeah, but he touted that he was in the Marines forever. And it recently came out like two years ago. He was never in the fucking Marines. Stolen oh. valor. God damn it. Get him. I wonder if he tried to get the fucking veteran discounts and shit. That's American valor that's been stolen. Get that back. Get that back. Marco. All right. So that's that wraps it up for our one hit wonders over the past few decades. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was informative and heartwarming and nostalgic and I feel like we've all become better people because of this, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Hoey wants to leave you with these little nuggets of freshness. So, uh, speak on it, Greg. I wouldn't say they're nuggets of fucking freshness. I'm just saying that there are a couple songs I wanted to talk about. One of them was the New Radicals, You Get What You Give. I fucking hate that song so much. I don't know how you guys feel about that song. Yeah, we were in a band called the Free Radicals, and like multiple times when we were playing these New York gigs, people would come up to us and be like, are you guys that bad? I mean, not that it would be cool to be a one-hit wonder and have all that money and stuff, but fuck these dudes. And uh, Hey! Uh, 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 you got the music in you! Exactly. And just the, the shit that, like, the, you know, fashion shoots with Beckett, Hanson, Courtney, Love, and Marilyn oh, Manson. Like, you know, like you're all fake. Don't you me. kick your asses. Exactly. Like, I think, you know, even I love Beck, even though he's like a Scientologist. Um, and even Hanson, one hit wonder, fucking another shout out for those guys. Um, but th- those guys were all 
like way more successful than these fucking scrubs. And it just kind of like, it's kind of well, funny and ironic. This guy like talks shit about them and you know, he was a piece of shit and well, paid it out to nothing. I mean, let's acknowledge the fact that these one hit wonder lists were put together by like the record labels or the big time, like music companies. And they, a lot of them went on to a lot of success, but we're only recognized on the radio really for their one song. Yeah, yeah, those guys definitely are. are like, uh, uh, Toadies, oh, Possum Kingdom. One, I love that. Love those guys. They have some great music and yeah, one hit wonder. Oh, for sure. Another another shout out. And then I just wanted to also talk about real quick was uh, a song by Liam Lynch called "The United States of Whatever." I don't know if you guys heard that song. Like, I fucking hate that song. I'd be okay to never hear it again. So much. Yeah, I know. I feel bad even bringing it up. Like, if you're listening Whatever. to this podcast right now, don't listen to that song. Please don't listen to that song. Like, you'll, like, especially if you're driving. Like, if you're driving, don't listen to that song. You'll fucking probably drive off a bridge and want to kill yourself. It's horrible. Whatever. You know? Wouldn't like, you want to kill yourself before you drove off the bridge? Feel like you be driving off the bridge to kill yourself. Gotcha. I mean, if gotcha. you could kill yourself before you drove off the bridge, then yeah, hell yeah. But I mean, what do you have in your car that's going to kill you? Unless you okay. have like a pen, you just fucking stab your neck in the fucking car like some Jason Bourne shit. That's a possibility. You know? Yeah, I know. So I just, I needed to talk about Liam Lynch and those guys. All right. So that wraps it up for our fucking uh, one hit wonders through the decades. Uh, you like what you heard email us at gonna eat that crust at gmail.com and we'll be sure to hit you right back uh please uh support us on patreon.com uh slash you're gonna eat that crust uh feel free to pick a tier and join it and become one of us and support the podcast it really mean a lot to us and you know we don't want to work anymore this is what we want to do we want to entertain you people so help us out y'all help us out stay tuned for more, you gotta eat that crust. This ends our podcast. Huge in the Aborigines. Well, we bring food and we're the most popular guys around, I guess. Malt, hey, Malt in the Hoopoo. I have this song called All the Young Dudes.